0: You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
2: There is... Beneath the surface of us all, a profound darkness contained. It wants to escape. It wants to be free of our conscience and walk the earth without resistance. The dark waters beneath the surface of our collective ethos are boiling, and the physical state is changing. Our pressure is rising. What follows, I fear, will bring terrible change to the world we know may god help us all
3: chatterbox audio theater presents surfacing an original production conceived by matt reed and kyle hatley written by kyle hatley episode 1 the judgment of Camp Seas. <laughs>
4: Charlie? Charlie, talk to me. Why are you digging?
5: You've been asking me to dig out a drainage ditch for a year now.
4: Don't be like this. It was just a question. No,
5: Beth, it wasn't. It was an accusation.
4: It was a question, Charlie, and I need an answer. Talk to me, Charlie. Please.
5: No. All right? The answer is no.
4: It's getting dark.
5: There's still enough light left to dig.
4: Okay. You know, I'm not stupid, Charlie. I'm not an idiot. Look at me. Charlie, look at me. Why are you lying to me? Just leave it alone, Beth. I could smell her on you. What were you thinking? Were you even thinking about our daughter? Were you even... Were you even thinking about me? Okay. Okay. Do you want to tell Amelia, or do you want me to? Beth, please, just stop, please. Amelia! Oh my God, honey, honey!
2: March 22nd. Scott still hasn't called or visited. It seems his bright idea to cover up our magnificent sin was too much for him to bear. It didn't happen to him. After all, he wasn't even in the room when they took out what he put inside me. They don't allow visitors in a back room like that. Lucky for Scott. He missed out on the atmosphere of it all. Trays with primitive-looking instruments, pale lime floors and walls, the cold hum of antique hospital machines, and the inner thoughts of every nurse, doctor, and outpatient that made eye contact with me. They all knew why I was there. They all pretended to be innocent of my condition, but oh, so vocal about how they were there to help. I hate secrets. My parents love them. Or rather, they love uncovering them. They don't know how to talk to each other. Or anyone. No one in this town does. We're all so fat on the skeletons in our closets and the lies we tell to protect them that we lead these no. false realities right. into realistic futures. No. And we're left unprepared. Left. Mom and Dad are fighting again. Probably about the time Dad was out all night. I'm not or probably because he's been drinking more lately, or... Charlie,
6: Hello? Hello? Hello?
2: Who's there? Scott? If someone's trying to scare me, it's not funny. Mom? Dad? me!
4: Help me! She's sleeping. What'd she say? She heard voices. Like there was someone in her room.
5: She heard us fighting and got scared is all. She's
4: 18, Charlie. She's not a little girl anymore. It was
5: just her imagination. Did you
4: see her face? She was white as a ghost and shaking. I had to give her a Vicodin you just to settle her nerves. You gave her a Vicodin? Yes. Jesus, Beth. She was shaking, Charlie. She was in- She was inconsolable. You can't just
5: fix every problem you have with one of your pills. What, do you want her to end up like You?
4: What the hell do you mean by that?
5: I, n- nothing. No, no, tell me. Look, tell look, me. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just. I'm just. I'm still a little. No, shut up. up. <laughs> just
4: shut up. Tell me what you meant.
5: You're a mess, Beth. Ever since you started taking those fucking pills, you just stopped... stopped caring.
4: What have I stopped caring about? Everything? everything. Give me an example. Give me an example, Charlie. Fine,
5: fine, fine. Uh, uh, the way you look. You dress like shit. You eat like shit. You you don't take care of yourself anymore.
4: That's not fair. You. ...are unbelievable. It's
5: true, Beth. You don't take care of yourself anymore, or us. You cook the same damn meal... Who the hell
4: do you think you You are? You just let yourself go. You disgust
5: me. I disgust you? Take a look at yourself, Beth.
4: Charlie. You are breaking my heart. Don't
5: act like this is any news to you. You've been moping around for the last year and a half like you just don't care.
4: Charlie, no. That's not...
5: And, And you don't care about us anymore. Admit it.
4: That... Is not true.
5: When was the last time we had sex? Can you even remember?
4: I remember it was before I knew you were fucking another woman. Oh,
5: jeez. Oh, God, I need a drink.
4: Just admit it. Tell me the truth. It's not
5: the truth.
4: You are killing me, you know that? This is ripping me apart. Then why
5: do you keep asking me about it?
4: Because I need to hear you say No, it.
5: no, you don't, Beth. You just need to be a victim. Been playing one your whole fucking life. How dare well, you? Oh, you have. You got a sick fucking mind, sweetheart. And if you got nothing to be depressed about, you, 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 you invent that something. Is,
4: that's not true. No, actually,
5: it is true, Beth. It is true. You
4: make me sick. No, Beth,
5: you're the one who's sick. You are, not me, and not Amelia. This is
4: unfair, Charlie. This
5: is. Oh, for God's <sighs> sake, Beth. Who, who the hell do you think you are?
4: Jesus, Charlie. What happened to us, Mom, Dad, Amelia, honey? What are you doing out of? Oh, my God. Amelia,
5: Jesus! Your ears! Oh,
4: honey. Oh, my God, baby. Come here. You're bleeding. Your ears are bleeding. Charlie, get the first aid kit. Yeah. Mom, Dad, I killed my baby.
7: Mr. and Mrs. Linder, I'm Dr. Sykes. How is she? Your daughter's fine, but we'd like to keep her overnight for observation.
4: What's wrong with her?
7: Well, according to the tests we've run on, uh... Amelia. Amelia. Uh, She's perfectly healthy for a shock victim. Shock? Your daughter should experience severe trauma, Mr. Linder. She she got spooked. How does that cause severe trauma? People have different responses to different scares. Whatever she heard or whatever she thought she heard was too much for her.
4: Do you know what caused her to... Why were her ears bleeding?
7: Well, that's what I'd like to ask you.
4: Are you... Are you saying we had something to do with this?
7: No. I'm just interested in what happened before all of this.
4: I... uh, She... she... was
7: hearing things in her room. She panicked. Beth
5: gave her a painkiller to calm her down. She fell asleep. She came downstairs and her ears were, were bleeding. My wife should be more responsible with her prescription drugs.
4: I gave her half a Vicodin, Charlie. She was shaking. She... She was convulsing. I just wanted to calm her down. Do you mind
7: if I ask what your prescription is for, Mrs. Linder?
4: I had a... A spider bite a little over a year ago that caused some muscle damage in my leg.
7: And you still have a prescription?
4: For the pain, yes. Call Dr. Albee if you like. He'll verify it. She
7: said she killed her baby. What did you say?
4: Charlie.
5: When she came downstairs. She said she killed her baby.
4: It was nothing. She was tired. My wife's too
5: embarrassed to know
7: if her 18-year-old daughter is pregnant. Was. Excuse me? Uh, Mr. Linder, Mrs. Linder, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but... Your daughter had an abortion.
4: What? Jesus. When?
7: A couple of weeks ago. I assume that one of you or both of you knew. Does she tell you this? No. It's not uncommon for young girls who go through these kinds of things to experience a depression of sorts. Tell me about her behavior over the last couple of weeks. She's been fine. Well, you
5: know, that's what I'm talking about, Beth. You think you got things all figured out like you know everything. Amelia has not been behaving fine
7: lately.
4: Stop it, Charlie. Just stop it. <laughs> I'll
7: tell you what. Amelia can stay overnight, and we'll keep an eye on her and see how she does. She should be fine by the morning, and you can take her home.
4: She's scared of her bedroom.
7: Because of voices.
4: She thinks there's someone in there watching her. She thinks they're hiding in her room. There's no one there.
7: Can I recommend something? I think it would be healthy for Amelia to see someone. What? Like a... like a... Therapist, like a shrink. In cases like this, it's sometimes
4: very yeah, helpful.
5: Brave. Charlie, please. No, no, I'm not listening to this. She had a secret. It screwed her up, and she's fine. She's a grown woman. She's
4: 18. You gave birth
5: to her at 17, Beth. She's a grown woman. No daughter of mine. No, no child of mine. will see a therapist. This is ridiculous. Send me the bill, Doc. Thanks for nothing. Charlie, where are you going? I'm going to work, so I can pay for all this shit.
2: March 25th, I think. I feel numb, dopey and strange. Nothing factors quickly enough in my head. It feels like my body is leading my mind. I heard voices in my room again last night. Mom let me sleep with her in my brother's room. I've never written anything about Neil in this journal. He died when I was really young. He came into this life about three years after I did and left about five years into it. I barely knew him. What memories I have of him are misplaced, or I hid them from myself. He got pneumonia one winter and managed to see his last Christmas, and Mom and Dad lied to him, telling him he would be fine that he'd be outside with the other boys his age playing soccer in the spring. Soon after the lies started, his decline began. Lying is necessary, Mom said. And Dad? He said nothing. He was never the same when Neil passed. Mom dealt with it by focusing everything on me. Sometimes I wonder what he would have looked like if he had grown older. Even in death. My imagination does these things. It aims to hurt me by wandering off to these noisy thoughts, these feelings that I'm sure normal people never feel. Or do they? I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you're standing on the balcony of a tall building and your stomach tightens. Not because you're scared of falling, but because you dream of it. We're so capable of wondering... I plot my fall all the way to the ground. I can almost envision it fully, as if it were animated in my mind frame by frame. Sometimes the curiosity is too much and I want to know how the ride down would feel. And what would I see just before impact? What would I hear then if I had it my way it will be nothing. Emptiness. Like turning off the TV. That little metallic click and that barely audible high-pitched whine that follows. And then... Silence. The dead hum of silence. Silence. <laughs>
1: You all right, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired. Yeah, I hear you. I was up all night last night. I had to take Carolyn to the emergency room. Is she all right? I don't know. I mean, she's fine medically, but she... I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's, she had some kind of episode or something. I was asleep and woke up to her screaming in the middle of the night last night. I mean, she was freaking out. She got sick and her eyes were all bloodshot and started bleeding. Her eyes were bleeding? W- what did the doctor say? Well, night terrors. Some kind of condition associated with bad nightmares. Said Carolyn has serious anxiety and, and may need therapy. W- which hospital did you take her to? Baptist East? St. Francis. Why? Uh, no reason. I'm, I'm just curious. She hasn't been herself lately. I think her mother's death is, is wearing on her. Actually, to be honest, I'm not sure it's wearing on her at all. It's like she could care less. Well,
5: you know how they are at that age, Harold. They pretend to have a tough skin on the outside, but on the inside, total mess.
1: Yeah... Yeah. Tunnel 6 had a tremor last night No shit Yeah, freaked everyone out They were going to close it down for the day But Malone was afraid it would overload 4 What was it, just... Yeah, just what? regular irregular vibration vibrations. Oh. nothing new, just bigger yeah. I mean, nothing to be worried about, I'm sure
5: Jesus, I was supposed to be in 6 today
1: <laughs> Well, be glad you're in 3, <laughs> huh? There's less shit in the yeah. air down there Well, shouldn't they close 6 down anyway? I mean, just as a precautionary measure? Charlie, it's fine, trust me 6, 8, and 9 get tremors all the time They're the deepest runs, I mean, it happens Jesus, it's hot out here for March. Hey, man, you sure you're going to be okay? Uh, we, uh, we had to take Amelia
5: to the hospital last night, too. What? Why? God, this is, this is weird. Uh, she had an episode last night,
1: too. Are you fucking with me? No,
5: no, man, she got scared of something in her room, and she started screaming bloody murder, and... (laughs) And her and her ears. What?
2: Uh,
1: nothing. Nothing. She, she, she just got scared. <laughs> what was she scared of? Well, she said she heard voices in her room. Huh. Carolyn said she was seeing things. Like what? Some pretty rough shit, man. Like people burning to death, crushed to death. I asked her who the people in the dream were, and she wouldn't say. But whatever she thought she saw made her sick to her stomach. I mean, she started throwing up so bad she popped a blood vessel in her eyes. Jesus. I know. Whatever she saw, it was real to her. So I we got her set up for therapy. Therapy, huh? I don't have a choice, Charlie. I... She lost her mother, and I'm not exactly a substitute. She's... She and I never really got along to begin with. I mean, it could be good for her. Anyway, she starts sessions at the end of the week. <phone rings> Jesus Christ, I can't wait to retire. She
5: can't have to be older to retire. Yeah,
1: well, that whistle makes me feel older.
3: What the fuck is that? Hey, what is, what, what what is, is, that? What, what is that? What is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shit! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Check
8: out Tunnel 6! Check out Tunnel 6!
5: They were all
0: inside! Get the bulldozer! Get the bulldozer! Get the bulldozer. Inside. Oh, all
5: those people! Frank's got a life! What the hell was that? Just a, There's a fucking
1: tremor, huh? Was that fire? Did you see Call that? Call the ambulance! Call a fucking Holy ambulance! Holy shit. 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 Oh. shit, look at all that smoke! Jesus
0: Christ, it's, oh. Jesus oh. Jesus Christ, it's oh. Oh. Joey! What the oh. fuck happened? Hey, hey, Larry! Larry! Harold, it's Joey! They pulled Joey
5: out! What happened? A fucking earthquake! What do you think? Six collapsed with everyone still inside! Oh,
9: Jesus, oh
1: my God!
5: How many are still down there? How many are still down there?
1: At
0: least, at least a hundred! Malone! Malone! Frank! Hey, Frank! He should
1: be in his office, what's fucking left of it
0: Hey Frank, what happened? A fucking earthquake, man, there was a threshold blasted six Burned them all up I gotta get Joey's wife
1: on the phone, I don't think I gotta get his wife on the phone, I don't think he's gonna live Fuck, I gotta call Nancy, I gotta call Nancy Where's the phone, there's gotta Frank, 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 slow slow down, slow Slow down, down. slow Slow down Okay, okay
0: Okay. When I I, picked him up Oh shit, Joey, when I picked him up to carry him out it this skin came off in my fucking oh head. My get the bulldozer Jesus. over here
1: now! Look, oh, I'll oh, get Malone and call Joey's wife. Larry, wait up. I'm coming what with you. What the fuck is going on? Did anyone else survive? No way! No fucking way, man! They're dead! They're all oh, dead! God. And Jesus. Joey... Jesus, he's not gonna make it. There's no way. He came apart in my fucking
6: hands.
7: <laughs>
6: Carolyn, sorry. I got caught in a stare. How are your eyes feeling? They're fine. Your father and Dr. Slattery told me about what happened. I can't believe they sent me to a shrink. Are you angry with your father for making you see me? I'm not crazy. No one said you were. That I'm here because they don't believe me? Great. Won't believe what? Guess they didn't tell you everything. Guess not. Do you want to tell me about it? No. Okay. So how does this work? However you needed to. I usually ask first-timers to talk about something they had a strong reaction to recently. I don't want to talk about my father. You don't have to. You can talk about whatever you want. Is there something else on your mind? Anything at all? What's your first name? Laura. Do I call you Laura or Dr. May? Whatever you feel comfortable calling me. You always this passive? I'm here to listen, Carolyn. Yeah, listen and diagnose. Not necessarily. Isn't that what you do? You listen to people and classify them? Does that scare you? It's disturbing. How can you really ever know what's going on inside someone's head? We can't. But we can try. That scares me. What do you mean? That anyone can be so bold as to even try to understand someone else. And you do it for a living. Who are you to know who I am? Who are you to make assumptions about me or what I'm thinking or what is wrong with me? You're the one that's sick, not me. You're the one that's delusional, not me. No one said you were delusional. give it time. Well, you're here. We don't have to talk about anything that bothers you. We can talk about anything. So what would you like to talk about? I don't know. Nothing, I guess. I'm tired of school. What makes you tired of school? A lot of things. I wish I could fast forward to college. Why is that? Independence. My own place. You know, not having someone telling me what to do. Leaving Deacon Falls. How do you feel about Deacon Falls? I don't know. It's boring. I mean, not after the earthquake. That's. That's sad. A lot of people I know died. How does that make you feel? How do you think that makes me feel? It makes me feel like shit. There are families all over town who. who don't have fathers or brothers or. a lot of people died. Who can feel anything but bad about that? I i mean, you'd have to be pretty... You'd have to be soulless to feel anything but awful after something like that, especially... Especially if it happened in your own town. I feel... Yeah, I feel terrible about it. Is that what makes you want to leave Deacon Falls? We went... The other day. We took a field trip to the Bosworth Museum in Loden. Because they had a transfer from Europe of... Uh, you know old Western European art from the 16th century at first I wasn't excited to go but then I sort of wandered off from the group and walked around, you know looking at stuff by myself and I came across this old painting I think it was realism but the colors were a little bright it was Flemish I don't know the painter's name I, I can't ever remember names but I remember that painting what was it a painting of? crowd of people gathered gathered in like a square or something and they were all watching these doctors or tortures or whatever they were what were those doctors doing they were peeling layers of skin off a man's body while he was alive how can you be sure the man in the painting was alive his eyes were open and his mouth was open He was screaming. You could see the pain in his face. He was very aware of what was being done to him. These doctors, or whatever they were, were ripping his skin off. Just little sections at a time. They just started doing it too because they were working from his feet to his head and they were only at his ankles. So it was like you feel all this emotion, all this pain... But it was only the beginning. Are you afraid of pain? No. It's okay to admit that you are. You're human. But I'm not. I mean, I don't want to experience it. But I know it's out there. I know it'll happen to me. Because it happens to people that are alive. Do you believe that? That life is pain? No, not at all. I just think you can't have one without the other. Do you think about that painting a lot? Every day. Carolyn, does that painting disturb you? No. No. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
8: Come in.
1: Sir, we're here.
8: Harold, Larry, Charlie, come in, have a seat. Listen, I know we're all still broken up about Tunnel 6. And I want to thank you for staying away from the press. And there are, as you know, many unanswered questions about last week's quake. The tunnel, as far as we know, should not have collapsed in the way it did. Our people confirmed before we allowed workers to go down there that it was, in fact, sound. And the tremors, as a matter of fact, were not related to the quake that followed. And I know that sounds... Well, I know that sounds like a load of shit, but according to the seismic readings, it's accurate. And with all the national attention we've been getting, there's pressure for further investigation. And I want you to know that we welcome this investigation as much as anyone else. That quake was nothing shy of baffling, and I am happy to oblige. But, to be sure, the company and the union have organized a separate investigation to act as a constant. In situations like these, there's always a need for a basis of comparison. We're just taking precautions. We start tomorrow, and Professor Henley at MIT is sending his assistant to investigate Tunnel 6... Take some measurements.
1: What kind of measurements? Audio-based measurements. Audio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That means he's going to have to get close. Yeah, that means
8: he's going to have to get down inside to drop this down the air shaft that opened up during the quake. Air shaft? What air shaft? Uh, The pressure blast. It created a a vent of
1: sorts. How? I mean, how do you know there's an air shaft down there? You've already sent someone in, haven't you? Yes. Jesus Christ, Malone. What's your problem, Harold? My problem, Thomas, is that the last time there was activity in 6, you sent workers down there, and now 103 innocent people are dead. I don't think anyone knows that better than me. The news said those people were burned alive. We had to
8: know, Harold. And they found an air shaft. Yes. I mean, where does it... I mean, where the hell does it go? It goes straight down. Straight down? I mean, what do you mean, straight down? I mean, how far? We're not sure. We're, we're thinking it goes as deep as five miles. Who no. the
1: hell in their right mind would
8: enter Tunnel 6 a week later? Well, believe it or not, a volunteer. Who is he? <laughs>
10: Thomas, these readings can't be real. Uh, Oh, hello. Uh, Sorry to interrupt.
8: She is Dr. Jessica Roberts.
10: Um, Tripp.
8: Ah, yeah, of course. Sorry, Dr. Tripp.
10: Hello. Are you guys the team? The
1: team?
8: When Professor Henley's assistant gets here, I want you three and Dr. Tripp to lead the investigation of Tunnel 6. We'll need to work nights, and we need to keep it
1: confidential. Why confidential?
10: We think something other than tectonic shifting caused the quake.
1: Wait, what do you mean? I mean, what's she talking about? She means whatever caused the quake wasn't natural. I don't understand. I mean, what else causes earthquakes?
10: We don't know. But that's what we're going to find out.
1: Thomas, what the
8: hell is going on? Larry, this is just a routine investigation. No, no, no. This is far from routine. Look, Larry... Look, who is she? Where the hell did she come from? She's a professor at the University of California. And she's a senior surveyor for the Southern California Earthquake Center.
10: Look, I'm just here to help, guys.
8: And this other guy? I mean, this guy from MIT?
10: Barclay Roberts. Yeah, who the hell is he? He's another specialist. He hasn't committed yet, has he?
8: <sighs> Professor Henley guaranteed him.
10: Well, let's hope he decides to show up. Why? Because as much as I hate to admit it, we're going to need him.
0: This is what I'm talking about, Thomas. Why the hell are we going to need him?
10: Because he's pretty much the smartest man on the planet. But he's a total asshole, too, so it all balances out.
8: Routine my ass! Now someone better tell us what's
0: going on!
10: Look, guys, I'm going to level with you. The quake was caused by something deeper than the surface. Something unrelated from the plates entirely, which, to be quite frank, puzzles the shit out of people like me, Professor Henley, and Barclay Roberts. Excuse my language. I I mean, this is what we do for a living. This is what we know. And even if we don't know what the hell is going on, it's our job to figure it out. Like I said, we're here to help.
5: So what are we supposed to do?
8: Well, Charlie, you guys are the most familiar with Six. And we're going to need that familiarity.
1: To do what?
8: To go as deep as we can.
1: Brothers and sisters, to the haze that fogs the mind, for that haze offsets our sensibilities and relieves the powerful gaze of God, if only for a moment, to reveal our truest sins. And what sense will we make of them? Don't
4: touch me. Don't touch me.
1: God only knows, ladies and gents. God only knows. Ma'am, please consider the ways in which you may pray to our Lord God Almighty. Take a pamphlet. Leave it alone, man. Sir, please, there is no time for pause, for the cause is bound to laws of physics, arithmetic, science, and many other flaws of the human condition. What the fuck is your problem, man? Please, sir, please surrender your daily mission to the submission of a larger cognition. Open your minds, all, open your minds, and speak but the truth! What, the hell? what will it do but hear your wounds? What will it do but save you from ignorance? What will it do but set you free? Hey! Hey! Hey, sir. Name's Lester Kane, good sir. Well, you see that sign? It says no soliciting, and that one says no laudering. Not soliciting anything but a warning, my friend. Not in front of my store, pal. Go warn folks somewhere else. Shut me up today, friend, and I'll come back again. And again, and again a good day to you, sir.
9: Go to hell. Sure, just come on in.
0: Barkley, what the hell is this?
9: This what? What's what? Yeah, I've had a few beverages, sure.
0: God damn it. Hey, hey,
9: hey, calm down. Let's not upset my Christian sensibilities.
0: Screw your sensibilities, Barkley. You've missed six assignments in three weeks and canceled every class this semester. You keep this up and I'm going to have to cut you loose. Oh, good. Cut me loose then. Damn. You think this is funny? I hate teaching, you know that. You're too damn smart to be. Jesus Christ. Is that that what I think it is? No, no, no. That's cane
9: sugar neatly organized into skinny white lines on my mirror top coffee table. I was all set to do those lines last night, but it's more fun getting high with someone else. Want some? Are you out of your fucking
0: mind? Take that as a no? This is unbelievable. I know. And she bought me that table. Bitch. Do you know how dangerous that shit is? It's cocaine. It's not really a drug. What kind of logic is that? Philosophical one. It's a highly illegal narcotic. It's a fucking diuretic, at best. Would you just shut up for a second, please? Look, I need to level with you, okay? I would appreciate that, Paul. Sorry, Professor Henley. She left you a month ago. You've got to let her go, Barkley, or see someone, a therapist or something. Oh, fuck you.
9: What, talking to a shrink is going to help me get over my selfish, ladder-climbing, socialist ex-wife?
0: She did what was right for her career, and she's hardly a socialist. Greenpeace activist, crunchy-ass granola. You know she's one of those people that wear socks with her sandals? Barkley, please. And fanny packs. Who the fuck wears fanny packs? Barkley. Now you tell me, what man on the planet's going to want to raise a family with a woman who wears fanny packs? Is that what you want? A family? Look at yourself. You're not ready for that. And neither was she. Truth is, as a research team, you two are brilliant. But as a couple, you're better apart.
9: That's not very sensitive, Professor Henley.
0: Pack your bags. I've got an assignment for you. Where? Uh, Deacon Falls. The Missouri quake?
9: No, uh, no, no, Markley, no, just no, no, listen no, to me. No, I will not listen to you. I will not hear you out. I'm not going fishing for you again.
0: Get one of your undergraduates to pull dead bodies out of the rubble. I've done my time. The quake revealed a hole five miles deep. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Where does it go? Straight down. Oh, and there's another thing. Here, take a look at that. Now, these can't be right.
9: Who recorded these? Jessica. Jessica recorded these? Yes. Jessica Roberts recorded these. Jessica Tripp, yes. Robert Tripp? What's the difference? A name's a
0: name. Paul, I don't understand the surface measurements. Don't add up, I know. Well, that means that... It was something far deeper. And the air shaft... It's like is like a fingerprint at a crime scene.
9: And probably the only lead they have.
0: Still, what an interesting lead.
9: Pass me the aspirins. And the whiskey. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm out of V8. Mm. Ah. So, Jessica Roberts' trip is there now.
0: Setting up a local team there this afternoon.
9: Look, Paul, I love you, man, I do. You're my favorite teacher and you're a good friend. But fuck you.
0: I need both of you on this one. You know what you're asking of me, right? Yes, I do. I can't believe you'd even think I'd consider it. She needs you. She's a dreamer. You're analytical. It's algebra. It's algebra, huh? No. The answer's no. I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, Barkley... You're fucking up, and there's nothing charming about it. Get your shit together and stop feeling sorry for yourself. Go to hell, Paul. Are you really hurt by this, Barclay? Are you seriously, honestly hurt by her leaving? Or does it just feel that good to feel this bad? Well, if you change your mind, the boarding pass is inside along with Jessica's research. At least give it a look. This is big, Barkley. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Good.
2: It's out now. My mother and father know about my little secret. For weeks I kept it to myself. Deacon Falls is no place for a confession. Things are even more close lipped than ever before. Ever since the tragedy at the mine. 103 human beings are now somewhere other than alive. I have no idea where. Where do you go when you die? Where do you go when your insides stop working? Such a sad thing to think about. My father told me they were all crushed or buried alive. And if that didn't kill them, the pressure blast did. He said they were all incinerated. Their lives which were no doubt thick with secrets untold and sins unconfessed, that perhaps the pressure beneath Deacon Falls met the collective pressure of our miners, and the blast was... inevitable. It's science, really. Isn't it? What's the definition of combustion? I should look that up sometime. I've been meaning to write about something with a little more detail. In case someone should find this journal after I go, I don't write it for myself, I write it for you, the reader, the third party, the removed observer, because nothing stays buried for too long and finds a way out because it needs to. Again, it, it's just science. Matter is created, it has to go somewhere. The same goes with our thoughts, our secrets, our fears. The thing, dear reader, is this. If you hear voices when you are alone, it's not your imagination. Those voices are real, and they're as present as your parents, as close as your own voice, and as maddening as something kept quiet. But the voice in my room speaks to me every night in whispers. I'm starting to make out phrases now. They create deja vu events in my tomorrows as if the voices I hear are the things that are either happening elsewhere or will happen. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it burns and my body reacts violently and independently of my mind's control. My limbs surge with electricity when the voices overwhelm me, and it's getting worse. I'm alone and vulnerable, like I was after I had Scott's
4: my baby taken out of me.
2: They hollowed me out and pumped secrets into my tummy. Secrets that do not just belong to me. And I'm whittling down to a cold, hard reaction. Truth. It's coming again. The burning starts in the lobes above my eyes, and I can feel my skin grow hotter. It races through me like a crippling poison. It's brutal in its relentlessness. No, please. Leave me alone. Please.
10: No! Mom! Dad! Help me!
5: Oh, oh, Jesus, Beth. You scared the hell out of me. Sorry. What are you doing up?
4: Waiting on you. Where were you, Charlie?
5: I I had a meeting.
4: Until one in the morning? Oh, God, I'm
5: not in the mood for this right now. Please, please just let it go.
4: Amelia's been hearing voices again. What? I heard her earlier tonight, in her room. Uh, No. She was telling people to leave her alone. No,
5: no, she was probably on the phone.
4: She wasn't on the phone, Charlie.
5: what What do you want me to say, Beth? Huh? That our daughter's crazy? That, that she's making it all up? I mean, what do you want me to say? I don't
4: want you to say anything. I just want you to be here for her. And for me, if you can stand I'm it.
5: working on something for Thomas Malone. All right?
4: At the mine? Yes. And what could you possibly be doing for Thomas Malone this late at I, night? I can't talk about it. I, I just can't <laughs> talk about it. What is it, top secret? No, Beth, it's just something I... I you I know what? Don't, don't even it, it's bother. It's just sensitive, that's all, okay? This is, this is ridiculous. I'm going to bed. Enjoy your drink. We
5: were working on Tunnel Six. All
4: right? You're what? Amelia! Oh, oh my God! Amelia, what the
8: hell is this? Oh, Amelia, what's the hell? I, I don't know. I don't see anything. What's doing this to you? Amelia, trying. please stop! Please stop!
5: I don't see anything. Get get I don't out. see anything.
8: Get
0: get don't see
5: anything. Okay. You. Oh my God. Oh my. Get god. You god. You please, stop. I'm sorry. Please. I'm sorry please. Get, get off my daughter! Please, god. please, leave her alone. Leave my daughter alone. Please, I'm sorry. Get off my daughter. Get off my daughter. Get off my daughter. Get off my daughter.
1: Hey, honey. Carolyn, I just wanted to... How are you feeling? I'm fine. How'd your session go with Dr. May? It was fine. Good. Good. She's only trying to help, Carolyn. Help what, Dad? Just talk to her, okay? Just, you know, just be open with her about anything. Everything. I will. What are those? They're posters. Of what? This painting I like. Jesus, honey, it's a little morbid, don't you think? Are they... Pulling a skin off?
6: They're punishing him.
1: By flaying him alive?
6: It's called The Judgment of Cambyses. Both of them. This one. The one that's more graphic is by Gerard David. He was a Flemish painter in the 16th century. The other one was a painting on glass by this guy named Dirk. Okay. It's the same subject matter. Two different painters.
1: You like this painting? I love it.
6: It's inspiring.
1: Carolyn, it's... (laughs) It's... What? What? Nothing. I mean, it's just a little rough, don't you think?
6: No, I don't. I think it's honest. The colors are a little bright on the Gerard version. And it doesn't tell the whole story. But it gets the emotion right. When you think about it, though, it's only graphic because it's immediate. You see his face. His teeth clenched his eyes watering, and how they're tugging the skin off his ankle.
1: Honey, that's sick. It's
6: not sick, Dad. What it does to you is make you feel sick.
1: You're telling me this doesn't gross you out? No,
6: it comforts me, actually. And this one? This one tells the whole story. Look. There he is, bowing before the king or whatever, as he's being judged and sentenced for his crime.
1: What was his crime?
6: He was a liar.
1: All he did was lie? It's
6: reason enough sometimes.
1: Everyone lies, Carolyn.
6: Oh, I know that, Dad. There he is being skinned alive for lying. And the act of tearing his skin off is so... violent. So disturbing. That Cambyses' dog turns his head away. And you can see the people over there, all of them looking in through the window, watching. Look at their eyes. They're mortified. But they can't stop looking. See? And then in the background... You can see that they've hung Kambaisi's skin over his throne. And below, you can see his son. See him sitting there, hanging his head, unable to look at the skin suit hanging above him. It's a triptych told in one glance. That's what I love about this one. The story tells the emotion. It's not as immediate. But when you pull the confusion into focus, it hits you. And it
1: hurts. Carolyn, honey, I'm worried about you,
6: Dad. It's just a pain. It's
1: unsettling.
6: you see what you want. Don't treat me like I'm crazy. I'm just Dad.
1: concerned, Carolyn.
6: No, you think I'm crazy. Say it.
1: I don't think you're crazy. I just think you're confused. I
6: know what I saw baby, that night. you think
1: you saw I saw
6: those people die, Dad. I saw the earthquake. I saw what happened before it happened. I am not
1: confused. What is this, Carolyn, huh? Is this some kind of cry for attention? Is this about Mom? Dad, I need you to believe me. Well, I don't, Carolyn. It's disrespectful. It's a cry for attention. It's sick, is what it is. I know what I saw. That's enough, okay? Enough. You need to stop this shit. You understand? You need to stop telling people you knew about Tunnel 6. I
6: haven't told anyone but
1: you. And take those goddamn posters down. They're disturbing. I don't want them in our house. Get them out of here now. No. Excuse me?
6: I don't want to take them down. They're comforting.
1: Stop it. Just stop it. Stop acting like this. I'm
6: not acting like anything, What can
1: you possibly like about these? They're honest.
6: They're unapologetic. And they're completely revealing. And they don't lie.
1: Are you accusing me of... What are you saying?
6: I'm saying... Why are people so afraid of the truth?
1: Because, honey, sometimes the truth is... Sometimes it causes harm. And sometimes we think we know the truth. Sometimes we think we've seen it. But sometimes we're just confused. I think, Carolyn, I think you're confused, okay? And I need you to take a step back and consider what's happened to this town. Yes, sir. And talk to Dr. May. Let her help you figure this out, okay? She's there to help you, honey, really. It's in your best interest to take your sessions with her seriously. Okay, Dad. Okay. I'm sorry I got angry with you, honey. It's just... I'm worried about you, that's all. It's okay. Okay. I've got to go to work, okay? I'm working with Mr. Malone and Charlie at the mine. You gonna be okay by yourself? Yes, sir. Okay. I love you, honey.
8: Charlie.
0: He called in sick today. He
8: can't call in sick for this. Give him a call, would you? Yeah, sure. Jessica, you got everything? Just about. Where's Barkley? Taking a piss. Hey, Harold! Harold! What? You all right? What's wrong with you?
1: Uh, uh, Nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm fine. I'm tired. No answer. No machine, nothing. God
8: damn it. Are you sure you're up for this? Why
1: wouldn't I be? We're just dropping a piece of equipment down a hole. A very expensive piece of equipment, mind you. Jesus,
8: Barkley, took you long enough.
9: Look, if there's one thing I've learned, it's never go wiggling around in caves with a belly full of fast food. Trust me, you'll thank me once we get down there.
10: Hello, Barkley.
9: Jessica, did you miss me?
10: Barkley, please, don't... Have y- you gained weight? What?
9: Oh, you look a little
1: thick.
10: You're an asshole.
1: Um, do you two
10: know each other? He's We my... should get
1: going. It's gonna be a long night well, let's go wait I'm not actually going in there with you guys am I what's the matter guys? scared of the dark Thomas you said I know
8: th- what I said Harold but if Charlie's not here you take his place what about Larry are you kidding me I weigh 300 plus pounds, dickhead. I wouldn't make it six feet. Come on, Harold, it'll be fine. We need the extra hand. I don't want
1: to go down there, Thomas. Who the hell is this guy? Who the
9: hell are you? As far as I'm concerned, buddy, when we're down there, I'm your best fucking friend. So you better start showing me some respect. Respect? What's the matter, boy? I don't teach you that word in Hicksville? Uh, Barkley. Who the hell do you think
8: you are talking to me like that? I'll talk to you however the fuck
9: I oh, want to Shut up, cowboy. both of you. Malone, if this asshole gets in my way down
1: there. I'm I not swear going down Barclay, there. Barkley, he I'm... won't. And Harold, yes, you are.
10: Look, Harold, it'll be fine. I promise. I'm you.
1: not scared of the tunnel. I'm just not comfortable with what I might see down there. What do you think you're going to see down there, Harold?
9: Bodies? Not a chance. Those people were flash-boiled by fucking lava. Whatever's left of them is either fossilized or evaporated. You won't be able to tell bone from rock in that tunnel, friend. So suck it up, grab your flashlight, and let's get moving. You son of a hey, hey, bitch! Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, come, come, on, on. Come, on, come on! Calm
1: down! Let's come go. go!
8: Calm down! Knock it off! Come on, guys! Knock it off! Don't you ever
1: disrespect the people that gave their lives in that tunnel or I swear to Christ, I will bury you down there with them! Shut up!
8: Barkley, those people were our friends. They were our co-workers, our relatives, our neighbors, and it doesn't help when you breeze in with that snotty New England attitude. Please, try and show some fucking respect.
9: Yeah, all right. Sorry about that. Can we get started now? Yeah.
8: Look, Harold, I'm sorry, but we need you down there. Come on, let's go.
10: Harold? What? Listen, I I know this must be uncomfortable for you, but think of it in these terms. You're gonna find out what did this to them. You're going after the bad guy.
1: And what's the bad guy?
10: The truth.
2: The days and nights have become confusing. I remember only fragments of time passing. I'm writing it down so I don't forget anything. I'm writing it down so that someone will know about what is happening to me, about what is happening to us, it feels, it feels like someone is pulling away my skin, and my insides are suddenly outside. Cold has become hot, and hot has become cold. It comes and it goes, like my hearing now. Sounds dash in steadily. Whispers, voices, scenarios that don't have a setting. It's like listening to a movie that has no picture. I'm discombobulated, and the world is reshaping itself Or. Or am I reshaping myself? I don't know. God. I don't know. I feel like Alice must have felt when she ate the stuff that made her big and small. And like her, the answers aren't clear. They're fuzzy and strange. Riddles and rhymes. They come in strange characters, some stranger than others. Disappearing and reappearing. And when the whispers come, my body reacts. In the physical universe that we occupy, I am estranged, bastardized by all the laws of science, because whatever is happening to me on the outside is caused by whatever is going on inside me, and I'm slipping further and further into the rabbit hole. <laughs>
3: You've been listening to Chatterbox Audio Theaters, original production of Surfacing, Episode 1 The Judgment of Cambyses. Featuring Julianne Havens as Amelia, Patrick Dulaney as Charlie, Ilana Kepner as Beth, Johnny Wolf as Dr. Sykes, Jess Aiken as Harold, Jason Reynolds as Larry, Ashley Lepine as Carolyn, Vanessa Severo as Dr. May. T.J. Chastine as Thomas Malone, Carrie Lanahan as Jessica Tripp, Anthony Merchant as Barclay Roberts, Ted Sweats as Paul Henley, Todd Lanker as Lester Kane, and Tyler Miller as the shopkeeper. Sound effects by T.J. Chastine, Todd Lanker, Kyle Hatley, and Merlin James Alexander Salisbury. Assistant produced by Tim Branstad, Ashley Turner, Alec LeBeau, Benjamin Stickles, and Tim Munger. Assistant directed by TJ Chastine. Conceived by Matt Reed and Kyle Hatley. Produced by Merlin James Alexander Salisbury. Written and directed by Kyle Hatley. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a non profit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at (laughs) www.chatterboxtheatre.org.
6: At long last,
10: Repellent Pictures brings you the exciting sequel to Snakes on a Plane.
9: It's my job to handle life and death situations on a daily basis.
10: Samuel L. Jackson reprises his role as FBI agent Neville Flynn, but he's not flying
6: the unfriendly skies this time. Well, that's good news. Grounded
10: for an indefinite period for hysterical ophidiophobia, Agent Flynn is heading back to Washington, D.C. via public transportation on the open road.
3: It's what I do, and I'm very good at it.
6: But this trip ain't all it's cracked up to be.
1: Enough is enough! I have had it with these mother... Roaches. On this mother... Bus. Cockroaches on
6: a
0: bus. Coming soon from Repellent Pictures.